0: Congratulations. Victoria's housing market has rebounded strongly this year. Hammers were falling once again.
1: Buy numbers per option are actually up on last year.
0: Rates, of course, on hold again at 0.25%.
1: National house prices were still rising.
0: A man's home is his castle. And today it goes under the hammer.
1: Welcome to Under the Hammer for Direct Connect. Direct Connect is a free service making moving easy for you. Call them today on 1300 664 715.
0: Yes, and welcome to episode 30 of Under the Hammer, thanks to Direct Connect. Yes, they can make moving easy for you. And more importantly, if you're a real estate agent... And you are interested in using Direct Connect to just take that little bit of pressure off your daily workload to help out your team. Give Direct Connect a call on 1300 664 715 to see how they can benefit you and your team. I'm Jane Neill I'm a podcast producer, a bit of a real estate enthusiast, I have to admit. I've always had a bit of an obsession with property and investment in real estate And in the 30 episodes of Hosting Under the Hammer, that interest has certainly heightened. So in the past six months, to give you a bit of an idea of my background... I have sold a property, which was my first foray into home ownership, made a very surprising profit in the midst of Victoria's COVID lockdown, thanks to a huge demand for property in regional Victoria. And within a month, I purchased a new place and now in the midst of renovations. Now, usually I'm joined by Stav from O'Brien Real Estate, but escaping Melbourne's autumn, Stav is actually in Palm Cove this week, half his luck. He is launching a new office. So we wish the O'Brien Brian team, all the best as they continue to expand around the country. And we look forward to hearing about Palm Cove. In our next episode with Stav, but in his absence, I am thrilled to have Edward Brown, the founder and co and director well, co founder and director of a company called Smart House Australia. He's with me in the studio. Smart House specialises in risk management strategy consulting to the property management interest industry. So, welcome to you, Edward, and great to have you in Stav's shoes in a way, <laughs> and here in the studio. Welcome.
1: Thanks, Jane. Great to be here.
0: <laughs> now, just tell me, set the scene. You have just uh, mentioned off-air that you've uh, driven in from the lovely Mornington Peninsula, Mount That's Martha right. area. That's Why right. do you love living there? What is the attraction?
1: Oh, look, I've been down there for eight years now and it's uh, moved from Kew and it was a hustle and bustle of Kew and then moved down to Mount Martha and it's uh, nice and quiet.
0: So from inner city Melbourne to sort of you know, the peninsula, which for anyone not living in Melbourne, we've got a lot of people that listen from right around the country. And of course, Direct Connect, you know, servicing right around Australia. What's the big appeal? Close to the beach, just the peace and quiet?
1: Look, close to the beach, wineries 10 minutes away. Can't complain with wineries that close. (laughs) A couple of breweries. Um, Just really easy going, really easy life. Love it down there.
0: Excellent. Red or a white man?
1: Uh, depending on the day, a bit of both. <laughs> there are certainly some
0: fantastic wines <laughs> coming out of that area, and just in your general, um, you've got years of experience in real estate. Yeah. But how would you sort of measure the temperature of demand in that area? Stav's also, uh, you know, got a lot of um, knowledge in that area. has yeah. Said it's it's been running pretty hot. So yeah,
1: it has, it has, and especially during COVID, as we, we mentioned earlier but, um, off air, the, the the search engines for, for real estate. And, and those sorts of things over COVID was just massive for down in that area and I think it was people were realising they could they could work away from the office they could work from home um, and if they needed to it isn't that far away so um, stock on the market down there was just so short both in rentals and in sales side of things so it was, um, it was incredible to watch during the whole COVID side of things and it's still exactly the same today so Good luck to the guys down there in uh, in real estate <laughs> land. They're, they're doing pretty well.
0: Do you get a little miffed? You've been there for eight years. Do you sort of think, oh, who are all these newbies coming in and making it less Yeah,
1: quiet? Yeah, you do. It's funny. I, I I know one of the agents locally in Mount Martha and, and she said to me, you're not a local until you've been there 10 years. So I've still got well, another two years to go. So um, but no, I feel pretty comfortable there. It's good.
0: Now, I'm not sure if you listened to our last episode, but just had a little bit of feedback. Our last episode, we spoke to Chris Hanley, was part of the team of developing the real care app which is an app designed to help people in the real estate industry with all sorts of things. But we had a little email via the new email address. You can uh, get in touch with us here at under the hammer podcast at sen.com.au. But LNG in Western Sydney, I did want to send a shout out and say thank you for your feedback, saying thanks so much for discussing some of the issues around workload, mental health and even finances on the podcast. It was reassuring to hear that some of the challenges I've noticed many of us in the real estate business have been dealing with for years are finally being talked about more openly. Mm. Love the idea of the app and I'll be using it myself, but also encouraging others on my team to give it a go. It can only help any tool that makes crazy work life balance easier. must be a good thing. So, Ellen in Sydney, thank you so much for that feedback.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Are
0: you an app guy? Would you sort of think about downloading an app, uh, Edward, to help with work and some of these issues?
1: Yeah, definitely. My my organisation, I think, is pretty good, but most people say it's pretty terrible. So, (laughs) if I can get anything to help me with that sort of thing at the end of a fingertip, yeah, for sure.
0: And if you are interested in the Real Care app, uh, referring you back to episode 29, but also you can uh, head to the website riseconference.com.au. That was Chris Hanley who spoke about that. Uh, you have got experience, uh, Edward. You were in sales in real estate. Yep. Just on that note, you know, it is a stressful job, isn't it? Like, how have you seen the industry change and move? We're going to tackle the industry reforms in a moment. But have you got any thoughts on that sort of mental health aspect? Yeah,
1: definitely. Look, I think when I was in it, I was in it 20 years ago um, Mm. or 20 plus years ago now. And back in those days, obviously very, you know, paper driven, a lot of paper around. The biggest thing I've obviously seen is, is the technology side, but I think with technology comes speed, comes bigger workloads, becomes more information, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, you know, the ability now to get emails to your phone, as an example, mm. um, you know, the, the expectation for agents, and especially I, I experienced it as a, as a sales agent, to potentially be available any time of the day. Yeah. Um, so whether that's a, now an email that comes through at 9.30 at night or a, a text message from a, a prospective buyer, who sees a name on a board or a number on a board, there's, there is that expectation. Um, you know, I was lucky towards the end of my real estate career to actually um, do a lot of training with a, a lot of uh, sales trainers to actually learn that switch off process as well, um, which I think was really, really important. I've been able to carry that over into my, my life now as, uh, as what we do now because you burn out and everybody will burn out at some stage. Mm. Um, and I think one of the real important things is for, for people in the industry to be able to recognise that burnout cycle. And whether that's the owners of the business, whether it's the department heads for property management or or sales managers, you know, looking after their teams, Mm. they need to be able to actually really identify that and, you know, have the honest conversations you mentioned before and uh, are you okay? Let's have a chat. Let's go and have a coffee. You know, do you need a few hours off? Mm. Um, And stop trying to really, really squeeze every last ounce out of them. Um, And I think that's one of the things we've seen, especially with property management over a number of years is the high turnover of staff. Um, the places that, that, generally hold their staff, are the ones that, that, um, you know, get along very well with them, have a good relationship and understand if they've got other stuff in their life or they are getting towards that burnt out stage mm. and can just pull back a little bit and, and, um, and be able to help them out. So it's changed a lot since I was there. Definitely. Definitely.
0: Well, our guest today is Edward Brown, the co-founder and director of Smart House Australia. They specialise in a whole host of things that are really, really important at the moment, especially for property management uh, people to be across how did you get into real estate to start with? Though is this a family thing? Because I no. know your brother Campbell is actually one of the co-founders of Smart House Australia. That's so right. how did you both end up in this sort of realm? Nice.
1: It's a really, really good question. We're actually we're two from two very different industries. Um, obviously, I'm a real estate agent, uh, or formerly a real estate agent. Uh, he was formerly a, a town planner, specialising uh-huh. in building regulations. Yes. So we we complemented each other with both of those um, those skill sets. Um, the thing that made me get into real estate was I, I always wanted to be a chiropractor.
0: <laughs> Not in any way related, but No, yes. okay. no, that's so right. So what happened to that dream? <laughs> uh,
1: well, I, I finished school um, and uh, unfortunately didn't have the IQ to get into uh, <laughs> to, to chiropractic at that time. So went overseas and played cricket for a year over in, uh, in England, which was great. Oh, um, wonderful. And then came back and thought... I need to earn some money because I need to live out of home and all those sorts of things and had the big fanciful romance of a, you know driving a flash car and being a, a real estate agent. Um, the real estate agent worked. The flash car didn't work. <laughs> uh, so yeah, got into it and, um, and started my career out in, in the eastern suburbs and, and gradually worked my way in, into the city. So um, And then from that perspective, saw the niche in the property management side of things where we originally started, which was in the, the smoke alarm servicing side of things. Um, And we we developed a strategy around that and got some legal consultation, et cetera, and um, took it out to a few of my friends in the industry and said, hey, what do you think about this in Mm. terms of a risk management profile and and process? Um, And they thought it was terrific and started from there. So, so,
0: smoke alarms were, you know, that seems to be, um, we're going to tackle this whole idea of what the new reforms yeah, yeah. in the rental industry, the compliance aspects that mean for property managers and yeah. for rental providers and owners of investment properties especially. But but back then, did you sort of feel, and this is a period where I reckon I rented maybe 10 different share houses yeah, yeah. or places in, in Melbourne, it was kind of like, as long as the smoke alarms work, she's right. Yep. Yeah didn't matter, matter that, you know, maybe the gas heater was on the blink or the hot water service had some issues, but do yep. you think, I mean, 20 years of change in the industry, like yeah. back then, can you think of any of those sort of horror places that you saw and thought, how do people even think they can run oh, this?
1: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, some of the places we, we have seen, you know, me personally, when I was originally out in the field when we started, you know, hoarders. Yeah. You know, massive fire has, and you, you literally have a, a walkway that's, you know, a foot wide in a two bedroom flat and there's just paper and boxes and stuff everywhere yeah. and uh you think you know if there's a spark here this place is is up pretty quickly mm. um and unfortunately, in those sorts of places, it doesn't really matter how good the smoke alarm is. There's probably no way of getting out. Yes. So, um, yeah, it's, there's been some absolute doozies we've seen over time, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> you are listening to Under the Hammer for Direct Connect. I had a great catch up with David and Emily and the team from Direct Connect on Monday. I actually got into uh, their beautiful office in Richmond, which was just a stunning building. It's actually the old Redhead Matches factory. Is it really? Yes. On a sort of fire and smoke alarm related Yeah wow, okay. So, uh, yes, the Red Energy slash Direct Connect uh, HQ. It was wonderful to uh, chat to them. And, of course, if you're an agent who needs a little assistance, talk to Direct Connect on 1300 664 to see how they can help you benefit you and your team. Now... Edward, when it comes to these changes to the Residential Tenancies Act, Mm. there is a lot to go through. We actually, in episode 27, spoke to Tamara Abbott from O'Brien. She ran us through some of the sort of basic changes. Before we get into the nitty gritty, though, are you seeing a level of anxiety about what this means? Like, I think it's a great thing because I've said on the podcast before, went to a couple of inspections just out of interest to see what I could get in a certain price range in the eastern suburbs one place. I thought was a knockdown. Yeah. Stav and I have mentioned too, there are people who have intentions to knock down in a couple of years. They're renting out. Yes. And I even lived in a place when I first came (laughs) to Melbourne the last time, which is now two huge giant townhouses in Glen Waverley, that it was literally a knockdown. Hey, we were happy. It was cheap and we were there for a couple of years. Yeah. But I cannot believe what some people think they can actually put on the rental market, so is there a level of anxiety amongst property managers about how much people are going to have to pull their stocks up here?
1: Yes, massively, yeah. so I guess to give you an indication since since I've been starting or since I started my training on this um, with agents, I've trained just over three thousand agents myself mm-hmm. um, in about the last probably about the last four months and the The continual feedback is more the expressions on their face of what what do we wow. yeah, what do we have to do how do we go yeah. about this yeah um, you know the the areas that I deal with are just specifically three of the the reforms and and what have come into place you know is 130 odd approximately yeah. um, some are uh, you know a fairly commonsensical others need a lot of thought and mm. in depth understanding um, and especially uh, newbies to in the industry who may have only been in it for a year or two, they're still getting their grasp around how to actually operate in a real estate environment, let alone yeah. have a full understanding. So not only that, you, you get business principals that, that look at you and say, how are we supposed to do this? You know, mm. we're, we're, we're property managers. We're not building inspectors. We're not professional gas fitters. We're not you know, um, locksmiths. We, we mm. don't fit windows. We don't all those sorts of things. So, you know, where does where's that line sort of stop? And mm. I think that's where a lot of people are trying to, find their feet as to, okay, let's just work out how this works. And then we'll sort of step by step. But others are, are getting that real sort of clench and <gasps> what do we do? Yeah, what do we do? Do we do it now? Yeah. yeah. And it's 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 massive. It really is. You know, two hundred and seven pages or something of, of regulations is just mind boggling.
0: So tell us about some of the no-brainers then. So, you know, I know that some of the um, areas that you at Smart House specialise in, smoke alarm safety service, electrical safety service, the gas appliance safety service, and then sort of, you know, slightly divergent, the methamphetamine testing. But that big one, the smoke alarm, the electrical and the gas safety. I mean, is that sort of enough for agents and, and property managers to get their head around that it's like, yep, the heater has to work, yep, the electrics have to be sound, and there needs to be decent smoke alarms? That seems fairly logical, but how do they know if that's the case in a property?
1: Exactly right. It's, yeah, and it's, it's a really good question. Basic principle behind it is yes, it's a great idea. The reality surrounding you know, the standards that have come in, how things have to be you know, serviced, the record keeping, et cetera, et cetera, is, is actually um, quite intrusive. Uh, and mm-hmm. I think this is where a lot of agents are, are saying, to themselves. so what do we need to do? Do we need these records on file, et cetera? And they're, they're trying to work out how that all works for mm-hmm. them. Um, you know, In principle, I think the vast majority of the 130-odd reforms are terrific, in my opinion. Um, however, I think there's a few that they've gone a little bit too far on. So, you know, the, the electrical side of things and the, the gas side of things which we deal with, they're great. They provide a safe property. I think the reforms, in my opinion, this is my opinion, that the reforms were, were developed for the bottom 3 or 4% of, of, you know, that ordinary property, you know, the knockdown yeah. job, etc. Yeah. The reality is though, they've put the broad brush stroke out that actually affects 100% of property so it 's going to create a lot more issues along the way for whether it 's a new powerPoint, mm-hmm. new light fitting, new switchboard in an otherwise safe and sound property, um, and when you 've got your, your mum and dad investors who may be just living off that income each week and then they have to fork out one, two, five, ten thousand dollars, mm. it makes it really hard for them to actually run an investment property.
0: Yeah, there has been a lot of discussion about how many people are just going to bail completely yep. on being as we now know, they're not landlords, they're rental providers yes. under the new Act, which yes. is fine. Yes. But have you seen a little bit of that happening yes. already? Have you yeah. seen people just going, sorry, how much did you say it's going to cost me to get all this sorted out?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yep, we've seen that. Um seen a reasonable amount of actually. Also seen a reasonable amount of owners getting their properties onto the market now, trying to, I guess, potentially beat that rush. Um so from that perspective, you know, even some of the, the clients I've speak, been speaking with, you know, there's one, one client in inner eastern suburbs expecting to lose somewhere between 7 to 9% of their rent roll. Wow. That's a mm. massive amount. Yeah. And I, I think one of the flow-on effects with that, and again, this is just my opinion, but uh, I think, you know, these properties come off the rent, rental market, the tenants move out, those properties don't come back on the market as a rental property because they're not up to scratch. So, they're either bulldozed or they're not available for 12, 18, 24, 36 months.
0: Boom for first home buyers, though, who Correct. are just screaming that Correct. they can't get properties. Correct. But yes.
1: But that tenant that's moved out of there then needs to find another property. And I think what we'll see over time is there will then be the shortage of property for tenants. mmm so, you know, there already is a shortage of property to a degree.
0: Oh, ask anyone around the Melbourne area exactly. who's trying to get themselves a, another rental property. Exactly. Yeah. But if yeah. you,
1: you know, if you take the, the, the statistic, well, the, the numbers that, you know, we are being given, so 5 to 10% of rent rolls are going to be lost. Mm. And I'm not saying that's across the board, don't get me wrong.
0: That's, that's just from what you're that's, hearing. Yeah, from. yeah.
1: yeah. Um, you know, some might be more, some might be less. But if that, you know, let's say it was an average of 3%. That's still a massive amount of property Mm. that's lost. Now, 550,000 approximately active properties out there, you lose 3% of that. It's a reasonable amount of property that's gone on and a a lot of almost, for want of a better phrase, displaced people. So um, it's all about, I guess, the education side of things towards the owners, or RRPs as we now call them. Yes. Yes. and trying to, and I think that's part of the, the training that I try and provide, especially in the spaces that we do, is, is trying to educate the property managers ha- about how they can keep these properties on their rent rolls.
0: Okay. So let's go through that sort of scenario then. I'm, yeah. I'm a property manager. I've been really anxious about you know reading swathes of legislation. Yeah, yeah. I've got, say, 10 rental providers on my books. I'm managing their properties and I know that they're anxious, I'm worried for them, I don't want them to bail and suddenly just sell up, what can you do at Smart House Australia? So I I contact you and say, help. Help. (laughs) How how does that process work?
1: (laughs) Yeah, look, it's a great question. And as I said, before, it comes back to the education side. The agents, property managers have got to be educated first. Yep. They don't, in my opinion, they don't need to know how to, change a light fitting and a smoke alarm and that They need to know the basics about it. Yep. Nitty gritty stuff, we're here on the phone for um, property owners to give a call to. Okay. And we can run through the technicality side of things. But it's then conveying that information through whether it's, you know, a paper format, email format, websites, etc., as to what their specific requirements are in those three areas. So once that, you can get that information across, and it's allowing them time to process it too. It's not going out to them straight away and saying, okay, This is what's got to be done. It's going to cost you this. Get me a response now. Yeah. Especially after last year, you know, rent relief, those sorts of things. We have time. Yes. Okay. We have time. And this is one thing I keep saying to all of our property managers. We have time. There's no need to get stressed.
0: I'm feeling more relaxed already. that's that's right.
1: So, you know, we've got that time up our sleeves and it's doing it, you know, an educated and a, a, a succinct approach to them. So everybody knows what's going on. And then they move forward in a nice, orderly fashion, so to speak.
0: So can you come in and get someone from Smart House to go to a property and – do it's like, you know, going through that process of getting building inspections when you're buying a property, yep. you're ticking all the boxes. Is it going to be a sort of similar thing then? And and will a, a property manager need a certificate to say this house has been checked by smart house, everything's up to scratch, it's compliant? Is is that where we're sort of heading?
1: Pretty much, yeah. Mm. So in the areas of, you know, smoke alarms, electrical safety and, and the gas safety side of things. Uh, more with specifically with the, the electrical safety and gas, there are specific Australian standards for the servicing criteria mm-hmm. um, and they're, they're related to safety servicing and, and gas installation side of things. So if we were to actually look up the Australian standards that are relevant to that, we can find checklists and tick boxes and those sorts of things that we need yep. to do whilst we're on site. From that um, that point forward, we can then provide that information, A, through to the the, the property manager, but also through to the owner. And on those reports, it will identify any areas that need to be rectified before the next um, inspection in two years' time.
0: Yep. Okay.
1: So smoke alarms every year, gas and, and electrical safety every two years.
0: Okay. Our guest today is Edward Brown, the co-founder and director of Smart House Australia. And you are listening to Under the Hammer for Direct Connect. Direct Connect are an absolute godsend. If you are one of the property managers that we are putting ourselves in your shoes, thinking about all of the things you have to contend with in your week, well, call Direct Connect because they can help take a little bit of the pressure off, one three hundred double six four seven one five is the number. Give them a call. Melbourne-based team. See how they can benefit you and your team. They also have uh, offices right around the country, so you can get in touch with Direct Connect. See what they can do for you and your business. Uh, and Direct Connect are the people that when you move house. Edward, you know, they can just sort all those connections out so it's all easy. How many times have you moved house in your career, in your life?
1: Oh, yeah, good question. I was working this out the other day. If you include my childhood, I think I've got up to 17 moves now.
0: Wow, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm up around the 30 and people... Are, are getting, you really? Oh, my goodness. Wow. I, I've moved from South Australia to Melbourne and back like at least five times. Direct
1: connected love, yeah. I know, but
0: I never, <laughs> I never knew. I mean, look, we're talking, you know, some of this is the 90s and the 2000s uh, yeah, where yeah. we didn't have Foxtel. We didn't even yeah. really... I think we didn't even really have internet in most of the houses no, I
1: No, no, no. You're probably right, actually. You're probably right, yeah. So,
0: yeah, no, the number gets a little bit ridiculous uh, when when you're doing the share 30, house hopping. Wow. Oh, yeah. no, it's insane. But anyway, have now got the dream house and let's hope won't be doing that again. But geez, I wish Direct Connect had been around. Uh, Yeah, I bet. Now, when it comes to the gas side of things, let's just sort of touch on why these reforms are necessary. I mean, I Googled carbon monoxide poisoning and unfortunately the, the Google search came up with a whole rash of news stories, including this one. This was a couple of years ago, but you know, the headline on ABC America, bodies of American family of four killed by gas poisoning in Mexico coming home for funerals. And these were people that just went on a holiday Mm. and rented out a property through a similar sort of Airbnb type service. And because of a dodgy gas system, they all died in their sleep. I mean, you must have been really confronted with the actual... you know. The reality behind what something as simple as a hot water service or a gas heater that's not functioning properly yeah. can do. And I know yeah. we, you know, sticks in my mind as someone who once did rent out a property. It just scared the hell out of me yep. to think that the gas heater I was being a bit of a tight ass about replacing could actually kill a tenant.
1: Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one of the, the, the scary things that we found, we, we started doing carbon monoxide testing on heaters. Oh, back, I think we started in about 2012, to be honest. Yeah. And one of the things that we found was uh, an extraordinarily high amount of heaters that were either spilling carbon monoxide or the integrity of their heat exchangers, which is where the actual heat is exchanged, as it says, um, was compromised. So there were cracks or potential for spillage and those sorts Mm. of things. So although there may not have been massive amounts of carbon monoxide, carbon monoxide will build up in your body over time.
0: I didn't realise that. So it's not just about on one night I, you know, obviously didn't have an ox- enough oxygen or I got very sick, so it can build up in your system up. like yeah. lead or something.
1: Yeah, so my, my understanding is it's, it works on a, a one-to-three or a one-to-four ratio. So one part that you get in takes four amounts of time to get out. Right. Um, so, it, look, there's, there's carbon monoxide in the air. We breathe carbon monoxide through you know, vehicle fumes and all yeah. that sorts of things. But um, the reality surrounding it is when you're exposed to it from a heater, as an example, it's it's potentially very high volume in very confined space. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the other issues with carbon monoxide is it isn't necessarily like you know, air or oxygen in the in the atmosphere. It will sit in pockets. Mm. So you know, it might sit in you know, the corner of the room or take up half the room or depending on airflow and those sorts of things. So you might actually go into a room and you're being a part of it, that's fine, but you could walk two metres, and you can be in a higher concentration. Mm. Not necessarily a, a concentration that's not going to knock you in your feet and you're out, but something that you will start to build up that level of carbon monoxide. And that's why over time people who do get carbon monoxide poisoning start to get that dizziness feeling, the sickness feeling, and it continues to grow over time. Mm. So my understanding, again, with carbon monoxide is once you get to a, a consistency of 100 parts per million, that's how it's measured, uh, within your body, you start doing your body irreversible damage. Wow. Yeah.
0: So it's serious and it's something you can't see. A property manager can't just walk into a property and go, yep, we've got an issue. I mean, going back to a place I looked at just out of interest, there was yep. actually just cracks and glass coming out of the yeah, gas yeah, meter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's was like, what? <laughs>
1: but, but, uh, but the question is, though, they, they shouldn't, have to be they're, they're property managers. They're not yeah. plumbers. They're not no. gas plumbers. Yeah, um, you know, it, visually if you see something that doesn't look good, uh, yeah, call call plumber. But that's not their job. Their job is to list and lease property and do it well.
0: Yeah,
1: and ninety nine percent of the property management community do that really well. But I think the expectation from owners is, well, no, you're also my counselor. You're my yeah. rent collector. You're the financial
0: advisor. Yeah,
1: exactly <laughs> right. And you know what? It's it's it's. Throw, whack up your fees, guys. Seriously. Yeah. If you're going to be these sorts of people to, to your owners, your fees need to go up.
0: <laughs> Say that again. Your fees need to go up. Fees property need to managers. go up.
1: No, that's, <laughs> hey, I'm, yeah. I've, I've got yeah, investment yeah. properties myself. If, you know, if if that's my expectation from my property managers, fine, put my fees up.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And I'm getting great service, but if I want to call you up and talk about my relationship as well and you can give me great advice on that, hey, I'm happy to pay 150 bucks <laughs> as well rather than go and see a, a, a psychologist. But... You know, it's uh, from our, and that's why there there are people like us in the industry. It's why there are professionals to help these these guys get through.
0: Yeah, interesting. Um, let's just very briefly touch on the methamphetamine testing that Smart House uh, does as yep. well. I don't know. Look, I am absolutely one hundred percent certain you have seen the TV show Breaking Bad.
1: Believe it or not, I actually oh, haven't. Come on. I actually have. Well, when I say I haven't, I think I've watched probably about the first ten minutes, and that's that's about oh, it.
0: I okay, so I'm yeah. now completely shot down and wrong. <laughs> Anyone who hasn't seen Breaking Bad, this is the horror story. This is you know the the main character uh, finds out he's got a terminal illness. He's a, a science teacher, no way of paying his medical bills. So somehow through an association with a uh, person who really he would never associate with has the skills to cook methamphetamine, make a lot of money because at heart he wants to be able to provide for his family when he's gone, then the story goes from there. But part of that is watching them go into houses, which starts as an RV in the desert, but then going yeah. into houses to cook yep. the drugs. Yep. And there is a whole lot of consequences for that. Okay. So um, I'm assuming this isn't a huge part of your business, but it's a very dangerous one, isn't it? There yeah, can be massive effects it for is. for it property is. owners.
1: And I, look, I'll just be clear straight off the bat here. This isn't part of the reforms. No, of course. So, no, yeah, this just, just, just so clear. Yeah, yeah. With. <laughs> it's and it's it's funny. It, it fascinated me to start with, and I think that's why I, I started developing that side of that the business. Um, it's believe it or not, it's 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 scary the amount that is out there. Really, and not just necessarily from cooks and labs. It's yeah. from people that smoke it.
0: Ah, so if you've got a, a, a tenant um, that actually, obviously, you know, has, yep. a, has a habit, yep. that can actually, from what I understand, stay in the curtains, the, the actual structure yep. of the house Correct. can be so impacted.
1: Anything that's porous, ah. it will seep into.
0: Floorboards and that sort of thing? Potentially, yep. yeah.
1: Depending on whether they've got a coating over them. Wow. And I think one of the, the, the issues that we see is, you know, on a number of the tests that we do and we provide the, the reports back to owners, I say, oh, we'll just go out and paint it. Mm. Or you're just painting over it and it'll actually seep through the new paint. Wow. Um, Insane. Yeah, so uh, I think one of the, the main issues with it is the, it really affects uh, the development of a child's brain. Mm. So if you've got young kids, toddlers, those sorts of things are crawling around, you know, hands on walls and carpet. and you know, Chewing being, on the curtains. <laughs> doing what kids do, you know, yeah, picking yeah. up the hot chips that have been there for three days. Yeah. Um, oh. There's the potential for them to ingest that. Wow. And look, there may not be any, you know, physical or visual signs immediately, but if that keeps happening over time, Then, yeah, brain development. But you're not going to know immediately with the child anyway. It might start developing when they're 9, 10, 11, 12, 18, 20. Um, And once their bodies start to fully develop, but the part of their brain hasn't developed.
0: Oh, that is just horrific, and I guess you know someone who like you can't control what your tenants do once they're actually in the house. I'm, I'm sure perhaps there would be signs that would indicate that there could be a danger, but then again, if if the place is clean and up to scratch on the day of the inspection, how on earth would you know what they're doing in the next six months?
1: Very true, and one of the other things that we've we've seen a reasonable amount of is, um, and I'll say couples um, where one of the the partners is. A user and the other one mm. isn't, mm. but they don't know that mm. they're using. So what we'll find in that scenario is they'll go into the toilet.
0: Yeah, so that's one room affected. Yeah, with yeah. with the
1: the exhaust fan. But then the issue is with the exhaust fan, it goes into the roof cavity. Mm. So in your whole roof cavity is then. It's Whew. it's it's a it can be a can of worms, mm. um, and it's the, a, a lot of the training they've done. On it, the, the, I'll set aside an hour and a half with the training, and there was one that I did down in, in Bairnsdale on it. And the training ended up going for four and a half hours.
0: Because people just had so many questions.
1: And just the outcomes that can potentially happen, whether yep. insurances will cover it. Um, you know, if you've got a, a property that that is um, affected by meth and insurance isn't going to cover it and you can't afford the 10, 15, 20, grand to remediate it, your tenants are out, you haven't got any income coming in. Mm. If you can't pay that mortgage, you actually can't even sell the property. You have to disclose that.
0: Yeah, so it is actually something that you can't just oh, we'll repaint and right. It's it's
1: a vicious circle. Wow. And so, so for a
0: property manager is there any telltale signs that you could say? I mean obviously someone who's been producing uh meth on a premises there might be more evidence,
1: but Yeah, yeah. yeah look the your cook side of things you'll you'll definitely notice chemical bottles and and gas bottles and yeah. you know, that sort of abnormal stuff. It's generally in sheds rather than in the house. User side of things. If you if there's a strong uh, odor of cat urine, that's generally a good indicator. Um, first sign that we generally tell PMs to look out for is rent. If rent stops, mm. money's going elsewhere. Obviously, um, just if they have any suspicions, just to you know keep an eye on it. But having said that, though, as I said before, they're property managers.
0: Mm. They're not experts in behavioural analysis.
1: And- <laughs> Correct. Yeah, exactly right. But also oh. if they do have any concerns, and I also say this throughout training, if they have any concerns with going to a property, go to your boss, go to your whoever and say, can you come with me? I don't feel safe. Mm. That's the most important thing for property managers going to a property. They need to feel safe. Mm. You know, if you've got, and, and the, the, the property management demographic is largely female. If you've got a, a, a mid-20s or early 30s female that's going to a property and you've got somebody who's high on ice, who's yeah, potentially a big yeah. six-foot-two bloke, it could end really badly.
0: Yeah. So there is a lot as an industry that we need to be aware of to sort yeah. of keep people safe, tenants safe.
1: Education. Yeah. It's what it's about. It's education. It's, it's getting people up to speed with, with all these different areas um, and more from the perspective of, as I said before, keeping their safety, little bits and pieces they can look out for, but at the end of the day, they've got their job. They're property managers. Again, mm. this is what they yep. do, they do. Yep. They don't need to be a counsellor. They don't need to be a psychologist. They don't need to be you know, behavioural scientists, as he said. So, fine line. Oh, wow,
0: we've uh, we've run out of time. I could talk to you all day. <laughs> really? I that goes quickly, it doesn't absolutely it? Absolutely fascinating. Yeah. And- Thank you on behalf of people listening who are in the industry and and property managers. Before I let you go, though, like as someone who has years of experience, you know, is there something, a takeaway that you wish you'd known 20 years ago when you, you know, were in the industry hoping to buy that uh, shiny fast car (laughs) that you can sort of impart a little bit of uh, wisdom? Or is it what you've been saying? You are a property manager. Don't try and be all things to all people.
1: (laughs) Correct. I think probably. The one thing that, that I loved in, in real estate, and I continue to do it today, is self-development and training. Knowledge yeah. is power. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, that's across the board. And there's so much to learn in real estate. Um, and if you can learn that across many different areas, awesome. Mm. Awesome.
0: And that's why I think it is such a dynamic industry. Yeah. It's so yeah. fascinating to someone like me who that's right. watches from the outside. It's, we are dealing with people's lives and their, their livelihood. And their well-being.
1: And most probably the biggest investment they're ever going to make.
0: Yeah. Fantastic. Now, if people are listening and thinking, wow, I would like to maybe get a little bit of assistance, you know, we know our sponsors, Direct Connect, can help out with certain things, but it sounds like Smart House Australia can really help to educate (laughs) the team. So how do we get in touch with you?
1: You can jump on our website, uh, which is smarthouseaustralia.com.au. That's probably the easiest way. And um, shoot us a, a, a... Quick email or the contact us page, and we'll, uh, we'll get in touch and come out and have a chat and bring a coffee, maybe a few donuts.
0: <laughs> I like the sound of that. I will also put all of the links in the show notes to this episode, which of course you can share with a friend if you're listening and thinking, wow, I wish my colleagues heard this conversation. You know, like my older sister is a, a property management. Uh, she's just gotten into it in, awesome. in the lighter part of her life. So I think I'm going to be sharing this one because there is so <laughs> much to be aware of. Edward Brown, the co-founder and director of Smart House Australia. Thank you so much for no, being thanks, on Jane. Under the Hammer. It's really been Really appreciate great. it. And of course, thank you to our sponsors, Direct Connect. They can help out you and your team. As we've heard, there is a lot on the plate of uh, most property managers at the moment. So call Direct Connect on 1300 664 they're right around the country in most places. They can help you out. And we thank them for supporting us on Under the Hammer. Staff will be back in our next episode, sending our thoughts to him in Palm Cove. Mm, tough nice. Life. <laughs> tough life. And we'll talk to you next time on Under the Hammer.
1: Thanks for listening to Under the Hammer, for Direct, Direct Connect. Connect. Direct Connect is a free service making moving easy for you. Call them today on 1300 664 715.
0: For all things home design, enjoy Home style with me, Shana Blaze. All the ideas and inspiration you need for your home, DIY design projects and expert advice. Red Energy's podcast lifestyle series, available from wherever you get your podcasts and the SEN app.